0: Velvety soft bath hands and some real thud in the back, leading to moments like this. And McConaughey, and he's stacking his right way through, and in Clark to Glanville. a Singer is standing. away beautifully done. Gathered, scored. The two young bucks who underline their love of this place earlier in the week, Orlando Bailey and Max AjoMo, conspire in thrilling fashion. Hello
1: and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black, and white. Happy New Year. And happy new year to my good friend and fellow bath fan Tom.
0: Happy new year, mate. How are you doing? Have you recovered from uh, from from the darts just before New Year?
1: Yeah, we did uh, join forces at another sporting event, the Kazoo World Championship, and yeah, what a night we had! Which. Um, put paid to us doing a podcast before new year as we promised the listeners that we would do um so apologies for that but we're back better than ever and yeah I've just got over and I've just got over the near perfect leg in the final last night which um yeah was fantastic a great tournament and if you were
0: oh, watching no doubt outrageous, it. outrageous drama and you know on a on a semi-rugby related note brilliant to see Gerwin Price crash out in the manner that that he did with the on. yeah brilliant brilliant sporting drama but yeah very much slap darts from us from a from a podcasting perspective not getting one out uh before the end of the year as we as we promised we would but it's it's that time of year
1: Which means we have got loads and loads to talk about tonight. So without wanting to stretch it out into deep into 2023, which I think we could do with the amount of stuff we've got to talk about, let's get cracking. Obviously, we've got two games to talk about. The Christmas Eve defeat to Exeter Chiefs. The um, New Year's Eve victory against Newcastle. And there's actually a game... Three games. There's actually a game going on as we record, which um yeah, sums up the, the kind of difficulty it is getting people together at this time of year. We uh could only pick this time. So um we're gonna try and keep you updated with that. Although I'm conscious this isn't a live broadcast, and so it's pretty pointless. But for our sanity, Tom, we'll we'll keep we'll keep track of that throughout the podcast. And off the field, there's more brilliant news for Bath as well, with three more signings. Um, to add to the the news that we spoke about just before Christmas, when we talked all things Finn Russell, Tom. Before we get into all that, it's that time of year where people hit the gym, eat the diets, um, keep the diets better, and pick their New Year's resolution. So why don't we start with a New Year's resolution that we can give to the club?
0: Well, I've got I've got two. I've got an on-field one and an off-field one. <laughs> Which do you want? Well, give me both. Well, I'll start. I'll start off-field because uh, and we we don't record these, but you can if, if if you could see me, you could see the the lovely uh, framed bath shirt that I've I've got behind me. And I was looking just just a couple of days ago at the the home shirt, and it is obviously the fantastic '98 uh, European Cup winning shirt. And so the off-field resolution for the club, and they'll be talking. They'll be starting to plan these things for next year over the next few months. Go on, keep the home shape shirt the same as it was this year. It is such a delight; it cheers me up every time we I, I see us I see us playing with it. And here's a commitment as well: early on in 2023, forget saving money. I'll buy another one next season. If it's that nice. So that's 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 my off-field one.
1: If if they give Will Butt another contract, I'll buy another Will Butt one.
0: That is a that's a big statement. <laughs> And you will guarantee you will appear live on a, a primary <laughs> channel after about ten Thatchers. Yeah, I'm banned. <laughs> and then on field is is something I've banged on about for the last few months of 2022. So why don't we why don't we uh, why don't we continue in that vein this year? It is about conceding those early tries. I think it's such a it's been such a killer for us. We've been chasing games and it, it, yeah, we've we've been caught cold on too many occasions. That's not happened in the last two games of the season against Exeter and um and Newcastle, but it's too too much of a theme. So I'm laying down a challenge for the, the club. Don't concede a try in the first five minutes of any premiership game this year. And you know, we'll see how long that 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 lasts. But I think it would it would go a long way to establishing ourselves in the game. Maybe five minutes is a little bit a little bit conservative, but you've got to start somewhere, G. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it wasn't five minutes, but it's 19 minutes, and London Irish have scored their first try at the GTEC tonight. So getting a little bit better and they haven't broken your New Year's resolution. Only only okay. Prem.
0: Only Prem. Only I, don't prem. Trust, I don't trust us in Europe for a start.
1: <laughs> Good ones, Tom. I'm I'm not really one for New Year's resolutions in my own life, but the way I see them, they're sort of simple. Things that you can do in your day-to-day life not massive changes just small changes that you can do that over the course of the year will have a massive difference so my my one's actually really really simple and it's if Matt Gallagher is on the field let him kick to touch whichever side it is simple he's 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 a better kicker to touch than than Bailey than Spencer on both sides, don't, don't feel the need to protect Bailey's confidence by doing it on both, being able to let him do it on the side that's preferable to the right footer. Let Gallagher do both. It puts you in such a better position. It is so, so important if you get that extra 20, 25 metres, put it in for 5, 20, 10 metres out it's so much more likely that you score. I think that's something simple that they can do that I don't really understand why they're not doing. So, yeah, he's got some gumption about him, Matt Gallagher, and I think he, he's the one to do that job.
0: He's been outstanding. I, don't, I think it's fair to say no one else in the UK will have, will have made that New Year's resolution, <laughs> G. Pretty neat, but that's, that's what we're here for. On which note, actually, I was, gonna, I was looking at some of the most common New Year's resolutions in the UK. Do you know what's, I think it was some, some survey, do you know what's, uh, what's top of the tree? Um, I would say quit smoking. Quit smoking? No. I, I, I don't know where that was, but it's actually save money. Very banal uh, uh, New Year's resolution. And it got me thinking. I mean, I know that Bruce Craig and James Dyson certainly won't have made that one this year with, with Finn Russell coming because um, splashing the cash, as we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so whether they're doing dieting or quitting smoking or whatever it is, yeah, money, is money is continuing to pour into, into the club.
1: Yeah, don't do that one, please. Don't, don't ever do that one, uh, Tom. Let's get into the rugby and a little bit jumbled format. I think this week, but we'll try and kind of keep it, keep it on topic. And let's start with the game most recent, <clears throat> the game that I know we've both just rewatched, and that is the twenty four sixteen win on New Year's Eve at the Wreck against Newcastle. And a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. And we, well, when I certainly re these games on Premiership Rugby website, the kind the sort of hour, two hours before we record this podcast, I do like to use the little 10-second fast-forward button whenever there's a break in play or aimless kicking or lining up for a, for a long box kick. And that meant this game was was over in about half an hour with me doing that. It was a pretty tough watch in, in what was terrible, terrible conditions at the rack.
0: It's proper rugby, though. You know, it's it's not it's not the kind of super touch ten try madness that you see in other other parts of the 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 Premiership, and which is a it's an entertaining product. You know, the, the 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 conditions were absolutely dreadful at the Wreck. We almost got back into sort of the Shrek Swamp territory of a couple of seasons ago, when obviously the pitch was 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 much much lower. I even saw on the the feed at the start, a few guys standing out in the pouring rain and I think their pints were filling up quicker (laughs) than they can drink them. But still a sellout as ever at at the rec. Yeah. Yeah,
1: a a sellout. was what it was dubbed as, but... 500 off. The the swift half, tented swift half must have been busy with a lot of people
0: if if that was sold out. I think people, yeah, in the exposed stands were slow to filter in and really quickly. (laughs) I don't blame them, but... Yeah, in, in in that condition, in those conditions as well, it's sort of uh, you've got no other option really to play the proper Johan van Graan style of play. You have to be very very pragmatic as G, You have to kick and kick well and win the territorial battle, and your set piece has to has to dominate if you're really gonna gonna have. Or have to dominate. You have to you have to at least match up at the set piece if you're to have 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 any chance. You know the pack has to step up. Uh, They've been very inconsistent of late, and then I think it's a massive day for for nine, ten, and and fifteen. And yeah, I think that 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 proved to be the the case on the day. It really was kind of as Van Graan described it, a game of inches. And it was a much needed win. We needed to get that victory. We were starting to slide. So horrible conditions, but yeah, kind of before we get into the game, just found a way to to grind it out ultimately.
1: Yeah, I think the the key to the key to victory for for Bath and what would have been the key to victory for both sides is 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 just play in the right areas, force mistakes from the opposition. And when you get a chance, you need to try and try and take it close to the line because when you're close to the line, it isn't as difficult to score a try kind of the, the difference between scoring a try close to the line when it's wet and when it's dry, is not actually that much because you aren't, you aren't throwing big passes or doing anything intricate. You are just barreling up the jumper. So I think you have to take your chances. And, and that was what, what bore out, wasn't it? Because in the, in the first half Bath were, were sort of way more disciplined and made way more errors than, than Newcastle mm. and Newcastle, Bath scored, but Newcastle took their chance and and took a penalty during the the massive period of pressure they had, sort of between 20 and 30 minutes when when Nala Nett went off for for his yellow card. And yeah, Bath were unable to to get any territory due due to the really poor discipline that they showed. And we were put under the cosh by Newcastle and and you know. Some questionable, in my mind, refereeing calls in that first half to, to keep them in our half, but but I think that may have swung back the other way in the second half, and and yeah, I think yeah. they just they just were in the ascendancy down to those
0: factors, as as it often does it often has a way of, of 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 swinging by. I mean, sixteen penalties conceded in the in the game. I think that's the record for this season, which in those conditions is is a concern. Eleven of those in our own half as well, and yeah, as you say, for a team yellow to be conceded after 25 minutes isn't isn't great. Try followed, but I think what was quite impressive in that first half is how we then hung on for those last mm. whatever it was nine, nine, ten minutes or fifteen minutes, but nine minutes of the 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 Simbin. And and the defence at times was very, very robust. Very, very we were very, very um reluctant to let Newcastle through, which was, you know, I think really, really pleasing to see. And one guy I'll call out is, and this guy we've mentioned, the guy that we mentioned, but I think has been under the radar, but doing a cracking job is Fergus Lee Warner. Mm. You know, he, he put in an absolute shift, 80 minutes, 17 tackle, tackler, mm. tackles. And you know, I've got a little, little stat for him, uh, a little stat about him, G. He has played 80 minutes in the second row in the last seven consecutive games in the Premiership and in Europe. I oh, make He is... An Unreal Engine, and it's a cracking signing from another cracking signing. Probably the the least spoken about, but another cracking signing from from Worcester because he's he's proving his is proving his value.
1: I mean, he was. I was thinking of maybe doing another New Year's resolution, which was going to be revamp the second row department at the rec and make sure Warner's part of that. Because yeah, I agree, he's been superb and uh, and was again superb. A couple of key moments in in defense Tom that I'll just point out from that first half firstly an important turnover from Josh Bayliss on 37 minutes when they were right on our line just on the stroke of half time there nearly going ahead which would have put them 7 17 7 up a 10 point lead at half time which would have been tough to come back from and then a really really important held up tackle from a combination of, of Ted Hill and Dave Atwood who was scrambling back having made the defensive error that led to the line break and and those two key moments could have gone Newcastle's way didn't and during that period of pressure as you say we, we somehow managed to keep it keep it to just a three-point deficit and Tom moving into the second half when things began to, to to turn around and those factors that I spoke about territory mistakes discipline started to turn into Bart's favor. We we did really well, I thought, to to take advantage of that, particularly in the in the first twenty minutes of the first half.
0: Yeah, I think it was pretty clear that at half time that message was just reinforced. There were a couple of moments in the first half where we threw an unnecessary offload. and uh, Rory McConaughey on one occasion threw into touch. No need to to take those chances. We've got an exit, we we've got a setup. Let's play in the, the right area of the pitch and let's win what they call the middle third of of that pitch. So yeah, I, I think we we managed we managed territory much, much better. I mean the stats kind of thirty-eight percent territory in that first half, forty-nine percent, so still not still not sorry, fifty-three percent, so still not dominant, but we had we we we'd, we'd um we'd we'd got the the rubber green there. And I think the kicking game was was absolutely key in that. And both Ben Spencer and Matt Gallagher, I thought were fantastic in in, in, in that respect. Pinned yeah. the opposition back and just knew how to manage the game at the right time. And yeah, where were their former clubs? Oh, Saracens. Big surprise, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it wasn't a great advert for the Gallagher Premiership but it was a good advert for, for the Matt Gallagher Premiership. He, he 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 relished the challenge, didn't he? He looked like he was having a great, great time out there. Seemed to be on the ball almost every 10 or 15 seconds and and yeah, seemed to be having a great time. I thought he was... And an
0: incre- incredibly rare beast was, was cited in in central bath as well. A Matt Gallagher drop at the back <laughs> and it didn't even go forwards, but I think, you know, it happened so rarely that it was, it was given a scrum to, 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 to Newcastle. He was, he was exceptional.
1: Do you were talking about Jonathan Jaser?
0: <laughs> he got his, yeah. What a, what a fall from grace. I mean, he got one minute did he, and then got taken off.
1: Yeah, and Jem was uh, Jame was still on when he came on. That's how I literally trusted him, and we got pinged for sixteen men. But yeah, back to the 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 action, and and I think the key period wasn't it when Bath scored their their two tries, the first through Ted Hill and the, the second through Ben Spencer. For me, the two outstanding players on the pitch on the day, those two tries were key, and it was just really nice to see them take advantage of the pressure that we were putting them under the the territorial gains that we were able to get, and also the yellow card that, that Newcastle conceded. Um, I forget now who who it was that that went off, but to go down to fourteen men is is tough. Tough, and you know, even though I think it was actually the fullback, it, it's still difficult to to come back from that. And and to, for Bath to score two tries in that period uh was was really good and and to to make it 21-13 having been 7-13 down over the space of about 10 15 minutes was the key period in the game and and really put them to bed um and yeah I, I thought hill hill again was just just stupendous like lawrence made a nice break to to set up the hill the hill try the first the second bath mm. try um, and there was a lot of talk, wasn't there, when, when Lawrence and Hill first joined of, of how good a signing Lawrence had been. I think he won Player of the Month in November or December, I can't remember. And he was absolutely outstanding and he's still playing some brilliant rugby, he scored again on on the day, but... For me, Ted Hill, and we'll come on to the extra game, has just been incredible. He is such a such a good player, and in games like this, when it's physical, it's nasty. He is always the one making the big hit for Bath, the big carry, being right in the action. He's fit, athletic, strong. Yeah, he's so good. I'm so, I've been so impressed with him.
0: He's he's fantastic, and only 23 years old as well. Mm. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal if he can if he can stay fit. He will be he will be Play for England.
1: England. Play for England
0: though. He will, wow. he, will be, he will be quite something. And you know, another guy that's come back into the fold in Sam Underhill. Mm. And it's easy to forget the quality of players when they've been out for a while or when they've been been coming back. Prior to that last England call up, he was banging the door down. He was like a man possessed. So mm-hmm. you imagine the combination of him, Ted Hill, and then maybe Alfie Barbary. Or if we can sneak Zap Mercer across from Kingstone to play one one Saturday, it's it's, 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 it's looking it's looking fantastic in in that department. And yeah, I agree. Uh, Ted, Ted Hill's been brilliant. Another guy in the back row. That's who, right,
1: Tom. Just my new resolution for you is you're not allowed to mention Zach Mercer.
0: I've I've already got him on my notes. Later down, I will be <laughs> again. Yeah, every week, every week. Still hurts. Still hurts. Another speaking of the back rowers as well. Just one quick thing. Nice to see Chris Kalerta get back yeah. out. And he was a guy that we're really excited about. I think one of us even might have, you know, said he'd be one of the surprises of the season. And he, he was unlucky in that second game, picking up an injury. But he he's back and looking looking fit and raring to go. So so that's another positive one on the injury front. I said Matt Gallagher, I think. <laughs> I doubt that.
1: <laughs> I doubt that as well. Yeah, Tom, Newcastle did pull it back to, to 21-16, which... Um, Sorry, twenty four sixteen, which was ultimately the the kind of the sorry twenty one sixteen. Tom just before the end of the game, Bath five points up, chose to go for po- points. Can't speak suddenly. Chose to go for points instead of the corner. There, the corner may have given them opportunity to get four tries and and the five point win. the The points was certainly to go eight points eight points clear in the match to secure the victory. Were
0: you happy with that decision? I think so. Yeah, I think you 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 take the points there. You get more than more than the score ahead, and you know we were we were bottom of the table prior to the start of that match, so we needed to get that win. The table's very very tight, and yeah, I'm 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 I was I was happy to, happy to take the points there. I think that was that was that was the correct call. You also run down the clock by by another minute or so. So I think there was one minute left after it. So we essentially killed the game. So yeah, correct correct call. I thought. Yeah, agreed. And as you say, Tom,
1: that does leave us now in eighth place, incredibly only seven points off the top four. But we were bottom of the table at Christmas, thanks to a pretty disappointing defeat at Sandy Park, a 2015 loss. I think I previewed this game briefly with yourself and and with Miles Reid. And and if you'd given me a losing bonus point, then I might have taken it at about six o'clock on Christmas Eve. I was tearing my hair out that we hadn't won that won that game.
0: Absolutely, I mean it was it was deja vu from Quinn's at home earlier on in the season. Mm. It w- worse, w- worse, I think. Oh, I don't know. I was at that game, so that was that was hard hard to take. But yeah, the story of missed opportunities in the last fifteen twenty minutes and nice conditions. Ollie Lawrence break if he gets that away. I don't know for, for people that haven't seen it, he goes through. If he gets that offload away to, I think. Big Joe, he's he's under the post, no problem. And then the line out, the number of penalties, the number of Matt Gallagher drills down into the corner, and we just yeah, can't get across the line. And Extra defended Extra defended well, but in in contrast really to the to the kind of fact that we were quite lethal against Newcastle when we got close, as you were saying, we just couldn't get over the the whitewash. We got so close every time. Um and five points, it would have it would have given us the win. So very very frustrating.
1: Yeah, I just want to start with the positives from from this game, Tom. I thought the defence was was far yeah. far better in that first half, in particular when the conditions were were against us. There was quite a strong wind on the day, and we were playing into the wind in the first half, so we had to do the majority of the defending. And the the defending was was far far better than it's been at times early in the season, and, and, and way better than it was last season. Well,
0: and just put some numbers on that. So 138 tackles we made. So a big shift. Only nine missed. And this is a stat you don't see very often for those that, like me, look at stats. Zero line breaks in the whole game for Exeter. Which is, in, in a game in those conditions against a side like Exeter, is is, is very, very impressive, Drew.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you've got um, the stats to hand from any previous Exeter games down at Sandy Park, but I bet they're they're way worse than that. And and as I said, I thought I thought Ted Hill—I won't go on about again—but I, I thought he was just a monster on the day. He he was superb along with Underhill and 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 a few of a few of the pack in in defence. And I, I thought another positive was was the way the scrum dominated the game. That was going to be an area of concern that I highlighted and that you highlighted on on the, the preview we did. But they, they seemed to get on top and, and that was really good and allowed us, in particular in that second half, to to get the ascendancy and, and get all those those attempts into the corner, which which we ultimately squandered. Annette had a lively game. And then Schroeder, I think, for the 50 minutes that he played, uh, was like was a lively threat in and around the breakdown. I thought it was his best game in in a blue, black and white shirt, Tom.
0: He looked sharp, yeah. Picking up from the base, giving little offloads with with with, with big fellas that are, that are cutting lines. I mean, he was involved in a pretty significant moment in that first Ooh, half, yeah. the, the charge down with for Henry Slade just after the half hour mark. Which, after tit for tat in prior to that, and Big Joe scoring and to scoring, that felt like quite a big moment because they then went into the the sheds at, 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 before the second innings at what what twenty ten rather than 13-10. And it, it made it a little bit more difficult. But yeah, I thought he looked, he looked, he looked, he looked quite impressive actually. And um, uh, uh, and I think will be if he can play like that, will be quite a little useful live wire to come off the bench. Should Ben Spencer not ever put in the the full eighty minutes as he usually does yeah and it allowed ben
1: spencer to to have a little bit of a, a well deserved break and and then his performance was was just outstanding in the the game which followed against newcastle so worked out worked out okay tom but yeah that that charge down just absolutely killed us didn't it because that's the difference in the game and and as you say extra didn't play as well as they maybe hoped, but I thought Bath stifled them really well, and 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 then just were let down, weren't they? Just by the inaccuracy of that of the of the forwards in with ball in hand and at line out time at the end. Are just yeah, countless opportunities as I said, just just none
0: taken. And if we, if we get those four points, I mean, you you've got a table up in front of you. If we if we get those four points rather than the one, where are we in the league? We're probably what sixth, top flight Europe.
1: Keep keep going, keep going. I've got it now. Yep, here we go. So yeah, we would be well well above we'd be one point above. Of- um, one place better off, we'd be above extra chiefs comfortably. Obviously, if they hadn't got the four points, and we'd be just one point behind North uh, Leicester Tigers in sixth, only two points behind Northampton Saints in fifth, which is yeah, lofty, lofty stuff for a Bath side which has been rooted to, to near the bottom of the table now for for a little while. But but that's not to say it is isn't extremely tight in and around that area. And Newcastle Falcons only two points behind us, and and Bristol who are bottom. Only two points behind us as well, but but that's pretty pretty nice to see.
0: I mean, looking ahead in, into the rest of the season, February in the Premiership is is big. So we've got London Irish at home on the 18th, followed by Bristol the following Friday on the the 24th. A, a break week prior to that as well, prior to prior to London Irish. So those are two games that we should we should really target. Get four or five points from from, from both of those. And, and suddenly, you know, we're looking mid table we're we're looking, you know, even potentially towards a playoff cause it is very, very congested. And I think a lot of the form across premiership teams has been very up and down with, with obviously the exception of, of Saracen. So there's opportunities there. If we can, we can have a, have a decent second half to the season, win the games that we we really should start getting those five pointers, you know, who knows?
1: <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's one of the reasons that, that we're getting Finn Russell and uh, Tom and will Stewart to, to sign on before Christmas. And Tom, it's a weird period, isn't it, between Christmas and New Year? You don't really know what day it is, but for Bath fans, it felt like Christmas every day with a new signing or a re-signing uh, 27th, 28th and 29th underhill cam redpath and ben spencer all committing their future to the blue black and white uh, tom Underhill's a guy that, that you mentioned earlier you're, you're pretty happy about this one
0: well why don't you go first because i think you've got <laughs> you've got a bit of a contrarian view on this don't you, G? No, I, well okay so
1: if you look at the options we've got in the back row next season we've got alfie barbary Josh Bayliss, Chris Glutter, Yaku Kutzia, Ted Hill, Miles Reid, all signed on for next season. Now, Sam Underhill, I preface this by saying, is a brilliant, brilliant player. He's a fantastic defender, international quality back row. There is no doubt about that. But is it the best use of the cap to be spending, I don't know, I've got no idea how much money, but probably a decent chunk on Sam Underhill, a, a brilliant player who has picked up a lot of injuries, is likely to be in the reckoning when it is looking like it's probably one of the strongest areas of the squad.
0: So you're saying you you would have let him go?
1: No, I'm just saying, is it a good use? Well, what, of the would have, what, what would you have done? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have resigned him. I don't think.
0: Wow. There we go. Wow, we've heard it here first. And when he's <laughs> when he's tearing up trees for Bath. On a consistent basis in in <laughs> next season and seasons to come, then uh, I look forward to to to, to playing that back. But or,
1: I, well, I, maybe maybe I I'll, I'll, I wouldn't have, have used the cap on on the players, the other players that we've got in that position. But I'm just asking the question, which you're refusing to answer: Is signing Sam Underhill
0: when he's you've got all of? He's rowing back already. I, I, we all know you just want Nathan Hughes back, don't you? You want <laughs> on Nathan Hughes? No, I I I, I disagree. I mean. I think, for a start, the international argument is a little bit of a red herring. You know, he's only been involved in 29 England games in his career. It's not as if he's a, an established international. He also had a, he also had he also had a year and a bit out of the England squad. He came back in, played what four or five games, and now with England under new uh, new leadership, obviously with 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 Steve Borthwick, in what is a very very competitive position group in that in in English rugby I don't think there's any guarantee that he walks back into that squad you you only have to look at Ben Earl who's been one of the players of the premiership and can't get a gig so who knows what Borthwick will want to do and I think that that risk does not justify losing a man of 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 his quality He, he he's not only fantastic to watch but he's a defensive leader on the pitch he's defensively I would say our best player. And as Miles Reed said to you a couple of weeks ago, he's the, kind of the leader of the back row off the field. You look at how much these guys, you know, the past speak about Francois Lowe, who led the back row in that position. Even Toby Falatow, who we know didn't do a great deal on the pitch for Bath, but clearly did off the pitch. So I think leader on the pitch, leader, leader off the pitch, not guaranteed to be playing English, you know, for England for seasons to come. Uh, and the quality that we know he is. Yeah, I... Uh, I'd, I'd keep him, G. You just described Ted Hill, though. Well, We will see. So if, if if in a season's time Ted Hill's nailed on for England, you don't want him all of a sudden as well.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: uh, well, we'll go on to one that you, you do agree <laughs> with. Ben Spencer. <laughs> I
1: mean, this is one that I was... Yeah, this this made my festive period, I, I must admit. The 13-year-old...
0: The the quick one on this. Yeah. Out of everyone that's, so let's say, let's say re-signed, let's, let's keep Finn Russell out of the equation. Ben Spence, the one that you're, you're most pleased with? Yeah, including Russell. Including Russell, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's,
1: the, that's the best thing that's happened to Bath this year. There, there's, in my mind, no question about it. I was a bit... Say that again? 2023. And maybe since we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> maybe ever. Yeah, I I, I I was buzzing to see. I was buzzing to see this. Um, yeah, I've I've made no bones about my admiration for his game. He's a he's a brilliant player and a player that's that's at his prime as a as a scrum half at the age of at the age of thirty. I'm still waiting to get there myself. Um, <laughs> you know, he may not be having his his best season this season. But in previous season he's been the heartbeat of that team. And I was just fascinated by the the announcement that the club put out, which described him as the club captain. I thought that was just for this season.
0: Yeah, I think club captain for this season. I don't know if it was practice with this season. He did say a, a leader for what was the quote, many years to come. So yeah. you know, I, I I yeah, it's 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 fantastic you know he's he's developed into such a great leader great captain um at bath i mean we've spoken so many times about how important it is that he is kept on after the three-year contract that 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 he signed and to be honest and many listeners might be surprised to hear us say this but i think massive credit has to go to Stuart hooper (laughs) who, who back no but who back at that point Took his time, got the detail right, and recruited him on that three year deal instead of others like Max Malins, Ben Earl, Alex Sozowski, who when Saracens went under, would only settle for 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 you know short-term loans or, or one, two season loans, for example. You know, Ben Spencer got locked in on a long-term deal, established himself and his family there, became a leader in the squads. And I think that's one of the reasons that we've managed to manage to keep him. So Credit to Hooper and others that were involved in getting that decision over the line because I think it's it's massive for us because he's the heartbeat of the the team, as you say. Yeah, and credit to Ben
1: Spencer as well for for wanting to to stay and, and stick around, which is, you know, it's a tough project at, at Bath and, and and we're not top of the league and we're, we're probably not paying him as much as he could get elsewhere and, and he, he may still have England aspirations. But yeah, I, I think that... that he's he's keen to turn this around and I'm keen to keen to have him have him turn it around and it's I'm just sorry,
0: I'm, I'm sure he would have got some some decent deals. A decent deal. I think he'll he'll be getting stuck into the Boxing Day sales. I, I wouldn't worry about that.
1: I'm not worried about that, but you know, with with the players going to France that we that we've seen, uh, he, he could definitely yeah. have, have been one of those guys. Um and it's reassuring Tom isn't it that we can keep hold of hold of these these international stars and they still want to be around and and, and the way they speak about it in the in in the press releases, I'm not sure how much that's them and and how much that's the the Bath press team, but I want to believe it's all them. And and the, and the way Cam Redpath spoke about Bath now being his home when he resigned his deal uh, also between Christmas and New Year, the 23-year-old Tom was instrumental when we made that run to the playoffs in in his first season after joining from Sale. Then suffered some horrific luck. With injury and a couple of other off the field off the field things that went on and, and since coming back into the team this season he's been simply outstanding and keeping some great players out of that side the the center partnerships is is an area area of depth and an exciting young area that we've got and, and cam red at, at the center of that.
0: But with, with the internationals is he is he a good use of 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 the cap? <laughs> yeah he's fine. <laughs> okay, okay. I can see the logic. Um, <laughs> Yeah, as you say, we've, we've we've not seen as much of him as we would have would have liked. He's been how many so un- other twelves have we got? So unlucky. Well, I'll tell you one very, very good world-class twelve that's a friend friend of the podcast that and I'm sure we'll be listening. But um, yeah, this season he's he's shown just how, how classy he is, doesn't he? And one thing we can absolutely guarantee after you spoke to to Miles a few weeks ago, when that Finn Russell news got announced. I'm sure he couldn't put pen to paper quick <laughs> enough because he seemed pretty excited for that as well. So maybe that was the the final the final thing that they got it over the line. And he's a brilliant player and and still so young. So let's uh, let's let's keep him playing and and he'll, he'll he'll only get better for sure.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty positive end and, and start to to 2022 and 2023. Tom, thank you. Very much for joining me. Let's just check in with the bath game down at the G Tech. 14-nil down at half time. And just reading the, the kind of Twitter feed, there seems to be quite a serious injury to, to London Irish Logan Trotter, who's been stretched off during that first half. So wishing him all of the best there. Um, wishing you all the best for this 2023, Tom. Wishing all Bath fans the best in 2023. Maybe there'll be silverware this season, but we're absolutely going in the right direction. And It's exciting times to to be a bath fan, hopefully exciting times to, to listen to this podcast. Thank you for another year of your loyalty. Here's to another 2023 onwards and upwards and stick behind the boys as ever through thick and thin.